We are finishing our series, Don't Believe It, Dumb Things That Smart People Believe. Today is our last topic, and that is forgiving means forgetting. How many of you believe that you have to be able to forget if you forgive? Good. Not all of you. That's wonderful. People believe that forgetting requires completely letting go of every situation that they might have needed to forgive or receive forgiveness for. I used to hear that all the time. But it's hard to forget. Would you say amen to that? I mean, Diane's a prime example this morning. She is. And, you know, she did say, okay, I'll forgive myself. But it's going to take her a while because she struggled. Isn't it nice to hear someone that has a tender heart enough to even care about that? And brave enough to share it? She came up during the hug and howdy time and said, I have a confession to make. I thought, wait a minute, I don't have a booth. I I can't get in. She said, I'll I'll do it during the prayer time. I thought, okay, great. A lot of courage. Takes a lot of courage. You know, we kind of laugh and chuckle, you know. It was a small thing, right? We didn't think anything about that. So somebody took some extra chocolate away. Hallelujah. But it was huge for her. So it'll be hard for her to forget, but she will. Eventually, she'll forget it. It's not a problem. It must have caught your eye. See, it was one of those lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the boastful pride of life. She was all three sins, main, main categories of sin, going by that chocolate thing. But I want, to, I want you to focus a moment just on the fact that it's hard to forget things. You remember when you were in elementary school? I was in the second grade. Her name was Carol Ditto. We came in from recess. Now, all I did was shove her away from the balls I was carrying, I was playing with, and I told her to shut up. That's what I said to her. Well, she went and told the teacher that I said altogether something different. It was profanity. He was cussing at me, teacher, on the, on, the, on the playground. Well, the teacher, Mrs. Lemons, called me up in front of the class by her desk. What did you say to Carol? I told her to shut up. That's not what she told me. So I began to think, okay, I wonder what she thought I said. Well, maybe it was some of the words I've heard my brothers say around the house. Because I was the youngest of five boys. So I began to share with her some of the words that I'd heard my brothers say. She stood up behind her desk. She grabbed me by the ear. And back to the back of the class we went. And the bar of ivory soap in her hand, as she watered it down, and began to shove it in my mouth, and said, we are going to clean that speech up, sir, as she lathered up my mouth with ivory soap. 
Now, I tell you that to say, not that I could remember any of that incident. I am 60 years old. That happened when I was probably eight or nine. But boy, to me, it's just like yesterday. I graduated with Carol Ditto. She's fortunate that she made it through. (laughs) And we became good friends in high school. Able to laugh it off. But it's hard to forget things sometimes. When your siblings do something to you, you can forgive them, but it's hard to forget them. Forget it, isn't it? There's times when you want to use that later. Our son Mark has a scar right there on his chin. Pretty nice one, too. They were running through the house in Denver, Colorado. Littleton, actually. And, of course, the fireplace was directly in front. And we're not sure which one gave him that extra shove. But Mark went flying into the bricks that lined the front of the fireplace. And he hit on the edge of the bricks right there. And a scar to this day is right there. That's why he wears that beard, to cover that scar up so nobody can see it. And trust me, you'll never see it under that scraggly old beard he's got. But if we could ever get him to shave again and look like a normal human being, you could see that scar. So the next time you see him, just weed through the the beard and find that scar when he's here next. But it's going to be hard for him to forget that. I'm sure he's forgiven his brothers. Some things are just hard to forget. If I were to tell you that we're going to go by Brahms... And I'm buying. What instantly comes to your mind? Let's hear it. What instantly comes to your mind? Going to Brahms and I'm buying. What's that? Bacon cheeseburger. (laughs) Invitation. I believe in Brahms. (laughs) Bacon cheeseburger. What else? What else? Black walnut ice cream. Chocolate almond. I can't go. go. That's a funny sounding flavor. See what happens when you just mention Brahms and all of a sudden pictures pop up in your head. Now it's going to be hard for you the rest of the message to hear me because you're going to be thinking of Brahms. Because you can't forget it. You see what I'm saying? It's hard to forget. One of my all-time favorite scenes of a movie is The Clumps, where Eddie Murphy played in The Clumps. And they went to a buffet. And, they, and she, he, he was the mom, dressed as the mom and acted like the mom. And they said, how many? She said, there's five of us. And we're the Clumps, and we're hungry. And the part that I love is the brother's up there at the buffet, and he pulls up the pan out of the buffet line and starts to just scrape it out on his plate, on his tray. Oh, I like that. I've never forgotten that scene. But don't believe, don't believe it because forgiveness means forgetting. Don't believe that. 
Because when forgiving is mentioned, usually people come to mind friends who lied to us or lied about us, co-workers or bosses who belittled us or made us look bad in front of our peers, parents who abandoned us as children, someone you loved betrayed you, and they betrayed you in the worst possible way. But I want to give you three dangers of thinking that forgiveness means forgetting. Number one, I lose my ability to accept forgiveness. You see, if you hurt someone or you are hurt by someone, it is hard then to accept forgiveness or even to give it. Depends on how deeply you've hurt them or how deeply you've been hurt. And the tragic part of that is that we go through life carrying these grudges, these points of reference that we don't need to care anymore. In fact, the person that we're holding that grudge against has no idea that we've even got the grudge. So who's been in bondage all that time? I have been. Or you have been. They haven't been. That person whose name was on Diane's slip had no idea. But it bothered her that she kind of got a... She, she went around the, the rules of the day. And that bothered her. And I'm glad that it bothered her because that means her heart is still sensitive to the promptings of God. I'm so glad. We've got people in Washington I wish had that same prompting. We've got people that in our city I wish they had that prompting. We've got people in our homes I wish had that prompting. We've got people in our schools I wish had that prompting. Secondly, I lose my motivation to forgive others. See, I can't force, and we can't force ourselves to forgive others. We can try. But if the hurt's deep enough, we build a wall that we won't let them. We're not motivated to forgive. We want to carry that grudge. We want to carry that hurt. We want to make sure that, boy, they understand how much they've hurt us. They don't have a clue. They don't have a clue. And if you try to explain to them, they look at you like you're an idiot. And you have you understand what I'm saying? I mean, they do. They just look at you like you're crazy. What are you talking about? You felt that way about this? Really? Get over it. Yeah, get over it. Third danger is I lose my ability to trust others. Because if we can't forgive, then you never forgave. I didn't say forget, just forgive. How does a Corey Tinboom, who years after the concentration camp experience that she had, how can Corey Tinboom then find the guard who beat her and help lead him to Jesus Christ as his Savior? How do you do that? I don't know how you do that. But she did. How does a parent who a drunk driver has killed their, their child in a car accident 
How does that parent go to that person in prison and work with them and pray with them and encourage them and teach them and in one instance ask the judge to release this young person so they could come live with them so they could help them not repeat the pattern. How do you do that? Except Almighty God in you helps you do that. When David Wilkerson was traveling the city, streets of New York, ran across Nicky Cruz and the Mau Mau Gang, and Nicky Cruz, the cross and the switchblade, the book is about that life of Nicky Cruz. David Wilkerson kept witnessing to Nicky. And Nicky Cruz got him one day and threw him on the ground and straddled him with his switchblade out. He said, Wilkerson, I'm going to cut you into a million pieces if you don't shut up about this Jesus Christ. And David Wilkerson laid on his back with this man straddled over him with a switchblade in his hand, looked up at him and said, Well, Nicky, every piece will scream out, Jesus loves you. He climbed off of David Wilkerson and David Wilkerson led him to Christ and Nicky Cruz is a powerful, powerful evangelist for Christ today. How do you do that? Except God works through you and in you. And so you have to not lose your ability to trust people. You've got to love them. And that's a big danger to not trust people anymore. Now we want to trust. Amen. Some people have jobs where they can't trust anybody. I understand that. I understand that. We live in a crazy, crazy time. When a presidential candidate is trying to speak and some clown rushes the stage to grab him by the leg, really? Really? When a group of protesters shut down anybody's ability to speak, I thought this was America and I thought our First Amendment rights held up to everyone. Well, folks, if we can stop certain people from speaking, then they can stop us preachers from preaching. Oh, not in America. We never thought you'd see someone beheaded because of Islam either, did you? That happened in Moore, Oklahoma. Oklahoma? Bible Belt? Buckle? Or Roberts? But here's what I want you to believe. Do believe that forgiveness is a choice. Forgiveness is a choice. And that's good news. Because if we have a choice, we also then have control of that choice. See, I can choose whether to forgive or not. I can choose whether to love or not. I can choose whether to eat a brownie or not that I took fraudulently from the bake sale. Thanks for making my illustration this morning. That's awesome. We had that set up for you. I remember when there was a, a drug store over here um, where the karate place is now. I went in there to get a prescription, and Mark, we got home, and Mark was with me. We got home, and Mark had stolen some erasers that you put on top of pencils. Well, how much are those things? A penny a piece, if that much? I said, 
where did you get those, son? He said, well, I got them at the store. I said, did you pay for them? He said, no, I just took them. I said, okay. He said, put them all in your pocket. So we went back up there. The pharmacist's name was Ron. I said, Ron, could I speak to you privately for a moment? So he came out from behind the, you know, they were up on the pedestal thing. So he comes down to the floor. And I said, this is my son, Mark. And so, Mark, I want you to hand over to Mr. Rag, Ragsdale, or Ragland. I can't remember what his last name was, but I said, would you hand him the erasers that you took from his store? So he reached in his pocket, and his little hand was shaking, and he took them out, and he put them in his hand. There was five or six of them. I said, is that all of them? He said, yes. I said, okay. I said, I said, Ron, he didn't, he didn't pay for these. And I'm more than willing to pay for them. Or, if you'll allow me to, I can use this as a discipline moment in his life that I hope he'll learn and it'll change him forever. And which he said, absolutely. <clears throat> you never want your kids to behave that way. But in order for me to make him a point to Mark, he had to go give those back to the man he stole them from. And it's really important. Because how many things have we stolen from God? And we just don't, we don't even bat an eye about it. How many times have we stolen from each other and we don't even care about it? You see, forgiveness is a choice. Look at your memory verse, Colossians 3.13. You must make allowance for, every, for each other's faults and forgive the person who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. You must forgive others. It doesn't say if you, if you feel like it. You must do it. I don't know how Jesus could hang from the cross and look down and say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. They knew exactly what they were doing. They nailed Him to the cross. <laughs> but yet they really didn't know what they were doing, did, were they? They didn't know. Forgiveness is a choice. So let me give you four quick steps on how to accomplish that. Number one, remember how much I've been forgiven. Because forgiveness doesn't start with the wrong that's been done to me. Forgiveness starts with the wrong that I've done to others. And so we must remember how much I've been forgiven. Look at Colossians 2.13. Underline this phrase. You were dead. You were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God... Encircle this phrase, made you alive with Christ. He forgave you all your sins. Wow. You climbed to the cross, crawled to the cross, walked to the cross, because you were in need of forgiveness for the sin that you had placed in your own life. The choices that you had made. And God looked down from that cross and God reached His hands out and He said to you, well, once you've got everything together, once you truly have repented and truly have shown me that you really mean business, 
then just maybe I'll forgive you. Isn't that what God said? So when you went to the cross, He looked down or He reached His arms out to you and He said, You know, there's no possible way. I know how bad you've been. I know the stupid things that you've chosen to do. And there's just no possible way that I'm going to be able to ever, ever, ever forgive you. Isn't that what God said? So you get to the cross. And you're asking for forgiveness. And Jesus looks down with tears running down His face. And the hands of God reach from heaven. And they say, child... Welcome home. Child, welcome home. Your sins are forgiven. They're as far as from the east is to the west. I don't remember them anymore. That's the God I know. And before you give up on someone, and before you give up on yourself, always remember how much forgiveness has been extended to you. So the first step is remember how much I've been forgiven. Secondly, release the individual. Release the individual. When a person does wrong to you or does you wrong, it's impossible to forget. But you can choose to release that person. I don't mean to give up on them. What I mean by release the individual is to set that person free. And in the time that you set them free, you set yourself free from the bitterness and resentment rather than holding on to it. It's choosing to release. My brother and I have had a real contemptuous relationship when I was growing up. My dad died when I was 14, which put him about 17. And I never will forget the statement he made after the funeral of my dad. He said, well, I'm going to be the dad that we never had to you. I said, no thanks. Didn't do any good. He set out the rest of his time at home to make sure that I was walking the right walk. And if I wasn't doing it the way he thought I should be doing it, he let me know. Shoved me around, pushed me around. More than that, he just tongue-lashed me to death. And he can tongue-lash you to death. Still can. One day I decided that, you know what, I'm not going to give you power in my life anymore. And I told him that. He said, that's just like you to be in so much control. (laughs) I said, I'm not in control. God is. But I'm not going to let you and your words have control over me anymore. I love you. I'll care about you. And I do care for you. And if you have advice for me, give it as advice, not as a demand. But I just want you to know that I'm not going to let you have any power over me anymore. Best thing I ever did. Our relationship is so much better. Because I think for the first time he realized that he didn't need to be the dad. Just take it easy. Just relax. But it was such a release in my life. Matthew 18, Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? Now, Peter thought he was being generous. (laughs) And so what does Jesus say? Tell me, what does Jesus say? Well, how much is 70 times 7? Somebody, some math, tell me. 
How much? Oh, okay. How much? Infinity. I'm Mick, that's not even a word. Infinity. You know what he's saying? Jesus is really saying, you forgive them, Peter, every time. Every time. But I don't want to forgive them every time. I'm sorry, you don't know what they've done to me. So Jesus hanging from the cross says, you don't know what they've done to me either. You don't know what you did to me. Matthew 18, 32. Then the king called in the man he had forgiven and said, this is the story of the servant that was forgiven a great debt by the king. The king calls him in and says, You're an evil servant. I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't I have, shouldn't you have shown mercy to your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? And so the angry king sent the man to prison until he had paid every penny. And that's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters in your heart. Forgive them. Release the bondage in your life and in their life. Let it Go. Put a smile on your face. Put a smile on your face. You don't have to worry about what they're doing or saying. Because God's in control. Amen? Will we choose to release that person who's hurt us or the people that have hurt us? Or will we choose to hold on to it? What will we do? We all have choices. And the question is, what is it that you choose to do? Will you release the person? Or will you hold on to the resentment, the hurt, and the bitterness to the very end? Well, preacher, you just don't know what they've done to me. Maybe it was child abuse. Maybe you were abused as a child by your parent. I can't think of a worse possible scenario than a parent abusing a child, especially a girl who was sexually abused by a parent or by a brother. Or relative. But we've got to somehow find a capacity to forgive. How? <laughs> Only with the grace of God would you do that. Only. But in order to forgive, we have to remember how much we've been forgiven. And we have to release the individual. And then number three, re- reconsider the consequences. As human beings, we have this incredible gift and ability. And I think it's a God-given gift and a God-given ability only uniquely given to us as humans. To look into the future and assess the situation, assess the consequences of our choices and our actions today. We need to heed the warning found in Matthew 6. Take a look. If you forgive those who sin against you, your Heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Heavenly Father will not forgive your sins. Wow. That's a strong statement, isn't it? So if we don't forgive, it only makes matters worse. Romans 12, never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Dear friends, never avenge yourselves. Leave that to God, for it is written, I will take vengeance. I will repay those who deserve it. There's times when you and I will not see the revenge of God in the life of somebody else. Occasionally, he lets us glimpse it. <laughs> Occasionally. 
But on the final day, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Every Wall Street fat cat, every congressman in Washington, every dictator around the world, every ayatollah that's ever lived, they will all bow their knees before the Lord. Every presidential campaign candidate will bow their knees before the Lord. So see, ultimately, the only hope that you and I have is in the Lord. It's not in the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. Bernie Sanders won't be able to give everything away in heaven. It's already been done. (laughs) It's already been done. Number four, refocus on God's grace. Once you choose to forgive someone, don't expect that you'll be able to forget it. Don't put yourself in that bind and think, I have to forget this. You can't control what you forget or what you don't forget. You can control what you choose to focus on. Moving forward, God invites us to focus on His grace. If you will not look at the problem, but look beyond the problem. If you are lonely, get out of the house and volunteer. The schools need people to read to young people. Go up there and sit in a chair and let those little guys get around you and just read to them. I don't know how to read. Then go let them read to you. Go down to the nursing home and volunteer to walk from room to room just to say hello. Go to Quick Trip and stand inside the door as long as you want to stand there. And everybody that comes up, open the door for them. And just say, hope you have a great day. God bless you. I bet Quick Trip won't even stop you from doing that. Go to McDonald's. Go through the drive-thru. And if you have the resources, pay for the car behind you. You may not order anything. Just jump in line. And say, I just want to pay for the guy behind me. I didn't order anything. I just want to pay for them. When you're standing in line, checking out, and you've got a whole basket full of groceries... Look around behind you. If they don't have very many, buy theirs. No, I'm just teasing. (laughs) Look for ways that you can spread a forgiving spirit. See, God wants to see His grace. He wants us to experience His grace, to know it and to focus on it. Let His grace move you past your bitterness. Let His grace move you past your anger. Hebrews 4.16 So let us come boldly to the throne of, God, of, gracious, of our gracious God. There we will receive His mercy and will find grace to help us when we need it. Underline that verse, that phrase there. Grace to help us. What's awesome about God's grace is that it works in multiple ways. I've just listed a couple of them, but here's, here's two. God's grace works in my life to forgive others. And secondly, in the lives of those who need forgiveness. The key idea for today's message is choose to accept God's forgiveness. And we do that so I can choose to forgive others. Because when you embrace the forgiveness that God offers through His Son, Jesus Christ, you are now in turn able to share that same level or that same degree of forgiveness to other people. Even when it seems impossible. 
even when it seems unlikely, even when it seems unfair. But as you do it, you're more able to reflect who Christ is living in your life. Ephesians 4.32 Instead be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another just as God through Christ has done what? Maybe you're here today and you need to taste the forgiveness of God in your life. Maybe you're carrying a bitter torch towards somebody. Maybe you're still mad and upset. Been carrying it a long, long time. I understand that. Time to get rid of it. Time to get rid of it. I've been angry for years at a preacher who caused me to lose a youth ministry job that I loved. I was mad at him. I was angry at him. Because everybody thought he was the greatest preacher that's ever come down the pike. I just happened to see him in a different way. And when I asked the elders why they were doing this, why they were firing me, they really couldn't give me an answer. Ten years later, one of those elders found me at a church where I was serving, and I guess he was having a twinge of conscience. But he wanted to tell me why they fired me from that church. And you know, I was still bitter inside about it but it had subsided some so when he said I'd like to tell you I said I'd like to hear he said we were duped we were duped because he basically didn't like you and didn't want you because you always thought outside the box and you didn't fit into his box that was great news that was great news because that's the way I've always been and I don't plan to change and I hadn't changed at that point so he just confirmed that I'm going to keep doing it because if it rattles enough people that they'll fire you for it that's a good thing (laughs) but I see that preacher now in a whole different way he had a birthday not too long ago he turned 84 years old I said a quick prayer for him. Because I still believe that he's a man of God. He taught me how to call in hospitals. I've never seen anybody call in hospitals like he did. He taught me how to love people in their toughest hour. He showed me how to do that. He showed me the grace and mercy of God when you have a Down syndrome child. And nobody wants to be around you because of the child. So God's brought me a long way. I've still got a long way to go. And until the day I die, I'll keep working on all of that. But one thing I know is that if you'll forgive and you'll release, you'll find God's mercy great in your life and your ability to share it with others. Pray with me, would you? Father, thank you for the morning. It's a difficult subject. We say we...
can forgive, but if we don't forget, then we haven't forgiven. And God, I'm not sure that that's always the case. I need to learn to forgive and, and forgive quickly. Because if I don't, the bitterness can spring up in me like a root and stay there. And it robs my life, not the life of the person that I'm holding a grudge against. Not in the life of the person who's hurt me or that I've hurt. But God, may I be quick to forgive and may I extend grace and mercy like you do every day into my life and into everyone's life here. God, we love you today. If there's somebody here today that needs to draw closer to you, would you give them courage to do that? As we sing our invitation song in Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand and sing. Great song. He touched me. God's touching you today. Would you respond?